Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Howdy, howdy. Tradies and business. I was trying to think of whether I was going to say good morning or good afternoon, Coxie. We have this discussion quite frequently because for us, we're in one time a day, but we don't actually, well, we do know where most of our listeners listen, actually. We have the stats on that. So, hello, traders in business. Yeah, and it's all <laughs> a bit fake anyway because I'm not talking to you listening to this directly. I'm talking to Coxie. Well, that's listening. true. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it, really? Yes. The whole concept of a podcast is a little oh, strange. Podcasting is strange. And, and uh, coming up six years for the show soon. And I still haven't figured out how to say hello, listeners. (laughs) I think you do a very good job. It's it's been weird for 500 episodes or something. Um, Anyway, today's episode, we are chatting with that property mum. Hailey was a very interesting guest and she answers. Now, how did you reference this? The $64 bazillion question? I think that's the ridiculous thing that I said. Yes. Yes. Uh, Of... How do I get more work from property managers? I was going to say something that I'll keep it to myself. It is, it's such, it's, look, we must be asked this daily, honestly. A million times or, yeah, yeah, a lot. At least daily. It's such a valuable question. It really is. I understand why people are, are trying to understand how to do it better. And Kylie gives you all the secrets. It's far easier than you think. So Kylie does have her own property management business um, and she has a, I think side hustle is the 2020 way to describe it still, Coxie. We haven't changed the, uh, the lingo on that yet, but yet. Uh, she's also teaching other property managers um, how to do this and do it better and mm. um, we cover a fair bit of ground. Uh, it's probably, I actually think it's a really good insight into what it's like to be a property manager. I must admit to feeling a bit stressed a couple of times during the episode, just listening to how much goes on. And I don't think it's a perspective many of us have taken the time to look through. No. And I felt like that was actually the biggest thing in today's episode is if you are a trade business owner and you've ever complained about property managers or thought ill of them or wished you could get more business from them or figure out how to get them to, you know, give you the opportunity to talk to them. Uh, today is an excellent episode because it does give you some insight into what it's like to be on their side of the computer. Um, and it's not all wine, chocolates and lattes. <laughs> so um, it's a really good way to see things from someone else's perspective, uh, which will hopefully help you to actually work with them some more and mm. develop some better relationships there. So um, great episode. Um, thanks to Kylie for her time today. And you should really have a listen and take some notes on this one. Enjoy. All right. So we're joined by Kylie Walker. Now, Kylie, you're from a couple of businesses, I believe, but uh, one in particular that we want to talk about is you've, uh, you're big in property management, so real estate, and we're going to answer the, the $64 bazillion question for listeners today of how to get more work from property managers and from real estates. Um, welcome to the program, Kylie. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to it. 
Now, um, can you give our listeners a bit of your resume, I guess? That sounds kind of weird, but, uh, you know, what's your, your businesses and, I guess, you know, lead people into what we're going to be talking about with you today? Um, so we uh, have a real estate agency in Ipswich and Toowoomba. We've been running that for the last 11 years. Uh, we have completely different backgrounds to, to real estate. So we um, jumped in not knowing a thing and have managed to survive the last 11 years. Um, we've sort of, we've managed around 600 properties right now. Um, and that's all, you know, growing sort of organically. We don't, um, we don't buy rent rolls. We just um, build them as we go along. Uh, and I also have a little side hustle, which is similar to what you guys are trying to do in, um, I want to try and help property managers and property management businesses uh, with some of the, the knowledge and the experiences that I've had um, to not be as stressed out and, um, and fumbling their way through business. I think every tradie that's listening just thought, yes, that's what they need. They need somebody to help them do the thing that I want them to do. But what we're actually here to talk to you about today is how they can do a better job of servicing their property managers. It is, as Warwick referenced, it's the bazillion dollar question we are asked ever so frequently because it is, as we said off air, a bit of a honeypot. If you manage to get in with the right people, you treat them well, you service them well, you take care of them like you would any other client. It can actually be a fantastic income stream for them. Kylie, can you tell us a little bit about, I guess, maybe where you started with property management, what it looked like in the beginning and what the changes have been like in the time you've been doing what you're doing? Yeah, so we started out, um, so I have a background as a sports journalist. Uh, so I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. We, my husband, Ben, was selling real estate and then we just started getting people to ask us to manage the properties. So we started with one or two and three and four and then um, all of a sudden grew up to sort of 100 properties. Um, I was completely self-taught along the way. Um, so it was very challenging in the early days, like any small business. You kind of learn by your mistakes and um, fix them up and keep working hard and, and moving forward. So, um, yeah, so everything was sort of set up from scratch for us. We, we didn't have any business structure or any sort of mentors really helping us through that process. I can imagine that'd be very challenging. It's uh, well, it's like so many of our tradies that, you know, they, they, in their case, they're really great at being um, good tradespeople. They're very clever at what they do for a profession, but then turning that into a business is completely different. So knowing your background and Ben's background, you're very good people, people. Um, but then turning that into a business can be really quite challenging and setting the structure like any other business. It's the structure that makes the biggest difference in that. Given that you've sort of fallen into the property management, what was um, sort of really challenging in the beginning? Was it managing the people? Was it managing the tenants? Was it managing expectations? Or was it finding the correct systems to put in place so that it all sort of came together fluently? Yeah, all of the above, 100% <laughs> all of the above. Uh, for me, uh, paperwork, uh, the compliance, making sure we were doing the right thing, we had the right licences, we were meeting uh, the, the legislation. Yeah, uh, I'm not an attention to detail person, so all the forms we had on top of forms, on top of forms, I would imagine 90% of mine in the early days had mistakes. Um, but yeah, I really struggled with with the paperwork and then putting systems in around that to make sure the paperwork was all compliant. Uh, um, and then as we grew, sort of developing that people to work with us, 
um, and having then systems in place and, and delegating different roles. I'm very much a hands-on, um, roll up my sleeve, get the job done sort of person. So it was it was a challenge when we started adding to our team, getting you know handing over different tasks and being able to trust people with those different tasks as well. That was a challenge for me personally. Bit of a control freak, I guess. I don't think that's abnormal. Yeah, I think it's a female thing. Yeah. <laughs> Although I know a few tradies are a bit the same. Even a few of our clients struggle with that one. Do you, uh, Kylie? Um, with, I guess, dealing with so many different people, like you're dealing with in your position, you're dealing with the homeowner, you're dealing with the tenant, you're dealing with the, the trades or the other people that need to service the home whilst they're um, sort of living in, you know, there's somebody living in it. There's quite a lot of moving pieces. Getting that communication right and clear must be really challenging, particularly when we're dealing with business to business and then to the not so much the end consumer, but we're dealing with then the tenant and the homeowner. There's a lot of communication there that needs to happen. What, I guess, what can our tradies do to make that easier for you in terms of clear communication? Well, I think it's actually the agency that needs to set the expectations and the boundaries with working with tradies. They need to have uh, guidelines or a handbook to say, okay, if you're going to come on board with our agency, this is what the expectations are. You know, you need to have work completed promptly. Uh, you need to, you know, be patient with the invoices. We generally disperse invoices at mid-month or end of month. Um, understanding that process and not seven-day turnaround for invoices. Uh, you know, having etiquette with tenants. You know, some tenants can be challenging um, and understanding that. Um, but then also having that open line of communication with your property manager. Hey, I can't get this tenant. I've called in six times. I cannot get in. Can you help me out? Um, so, yeah, definitely communication, um, having that good, being able to pick up the phone too, I think. You know, lots of um, messages get lost in translation when it's emails or text messages. Um, so, I think it's very important um, to have that pick up the phone relationship with somebody. Um, but um, always having that, um, something in writing to get, refer to. Uh, and I guess having a dispute process if there are issues or they're unhappy about something, uh, or the property manager is unhappy about something that the tradesperson's going, they haven't got to a job in three weeks um, and they haven't said, you know, hey, I'm really under the pump. I've got too much work on at the moment. You might, it's gonna take me a while to get to it um, or, um, saying that, you know, I can't get to it it's, and I've got too much work on, you might have to delegate this one, pass it on to somebody else. So just, yeah, be giving property managers a heads up, um, especially when, also when you're dealing with, the, with um, difficult tenants as well, um, you know, or, or even, and even um, when like trades go into properties and the property is an absolute bomb site. You know, being able to call the property manager and say, hey, God, you guys might need to do an inspection here. This property is looking a bit um, worse for wear. So um, I hope that kind of answered mm. that question you asked then. I was just rambling a bit. but <laughs> No, I was, I was thinking of the long list of headaches that property managers would have. And, uh, and it probably leads into uh, that question that, that a lot of listeners and our community ask which is oh when i get more work from real estates uh you know how do i do it and most of them to be honest don't go about it very well because i don't think they're they're thinking about 
you as the property manager, they're thinking about them wanting to get more business. And so they're just missing the mark, I find, um, from, from our perspective as coaches and mentors in how to communicate with a property manager and even understand what goes on for a property manager. So it's great to have you sharing some more insights with our mm. listeners today, Kylie. But I guess to, to ask an actual question instead of just waffling for half an hour, um, what are some of the, the approaches that really do miss the mark? You know, do you, you must get tradespeople approach you all the time, hoping to get uh, a seat at the table. What are some of the things that just really fall flat or don't work? Well, I get it that why it's difficult for tradespeople because when you've got a small business, you're so busy running the day-to-day business that, you know, thinking about bringing in new business is kind of, you know, it, it, it's something that you don't have that much time for. So I, I totally get where they're coming from. And I've been guilty of that as well at different times. Um, you know, you always want to grow your business. You always want to bring on more clients, but sometimes you just don't have enough hours in the day or week. Um, and that's not the priority task sometimes. But I think for a tradesperson wanting to work with a real estate agency, it's important to find the right person to speak to first and foremost. Uh, it's no point sending an email because I get 20 emails a day or a week from tradespeople wanting to work with us. And I just kind of glance, flick. I've kind of, I've already got my set trades and some of our set trades have been working with us for 11 years. Um, but it, it, I think it's really important, again, to pick up the phone, find out who the principal is, find out um, who the head of property management is, who the team leader is. Um, come in, bring them a, you know, bring them a gift box of, you know, um, cookies or donuts or um, a bottle of wine. Property managers um, do deal with stress with a lot of wine. Um, <laughs> but that would go, I mean, do something that will make them remember you and, and stand out. Um, that's probably first and foremost, getting in front of that right person. Um, then bribing them, secondly. <laughs> um, and then and when you come in as well, have a, a price list as well. It's always good. Um, you know, and if we've got trades, you know, sometimes different trades increase their prices and our landlords, we start having issues with landlords. So if we've got price lists in front of us, um, that always... Um, you know, is is easy for us to then? Okay, well, he's unhappy with that price. Well, let's we've got this price list here. Let's try this. Let's give this person a go. Um, so that's sort of um, some key things. Offering free quotes as well. Um, a lot of trades that come to us want to, and, and I get it. Quotes can be a huge waste of time, but unfortunately, in real estate, we're dealing with owners who don't want to spend a lot of money on their investments. Um, so it's really important to be able to have that free quotes. Uh, in our business, we've just implemented, um, to, to help out tradies, we've implemented a tradies handbook where we've put, we've compared three or four tradies prices for main things, for example, um, you know, changing light, light, light bulbs or um, replacing an oven or changing fans, um, so we've got all the prices there. So when an owner wants three quotes, which a lot of them still do, would you believe? Um, we've already got all the price lists there. So we can just, we just flick those prices to them rather than going and wasting a tradie's time. Mm. Mm. Um, so that's sort of worked really well in it. And our trades I know have really appreciated that. So I'm sure there's a lot of tradies uh, wishing they had property managers that were as organised as you are. And I think it's a, that's a great service both for the homeowner and for the tradie. 
and also for yourself because it means you can be quite instant in your availability in terms of look here's three prices here's an idea of where it's at which one would you like me to lock in it means that you can be really effective in what you're doing as well not just sort of relying on tradies to get back to you and given that you know they are free quotes if that's the uh, obligation that they need to follow through on in order to win the business it can take time it's really hard to then um, find the time in their week to put that in so coming up with a system as you're saying and presenting that when they finally get to meet the right people in the business look here is a price list this is what I do can cut down on, on a lot of work for everybody involved um, and maybe also being open to different ways to do things. So COVID certainly gave us all an opportunity to look at what we do a little bit differently. So we have some some great members that are really excelling at their work with property managers and they're working with photos and things. So, the, you know, the tenant might send through a photo, they're able to give an approximate, not quite a quote, but at least an approximate given that nothing's different when they get there. Um, and that's been quite successful. And then the other thing that we've found is we've got a couple of electricians, most importantly, that are doing checklists for their property managers who can then pass those on to the tenant. So they're not having to pay a call out fee for an electrician when it's just that the switch is flicked and they can flick it back themselves. You know, we've got a bit of problem solving we can do. Unfortunately, not all property managers are as organised as tradies would like them to be, just like not all tradies are as effective as property managers would like them to be. How do you uh, suggest that our tradies go around having a conversation with their property managers to try and get a little bit more structure into the relationship that they currently have? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I'm, I'm not really sure of the answer because uh, I, for our business, everything is about streamlining and efficiencies and making my property manager's jobs easier at the end of the day. But then also that customer service element comes into it. So I guess maybe that's the answer is um, having that customer service, reminding the property managers that, hey, you know, the number one reason a lot of tenants leave is because of maintenance not being done or maintenance not being done in a timely manner. So maybe, you know, gently reminding them that, you, you know, we want to keep this tenant happy or you want to keep your landlord happy. Um, let's work out how we can um, make this more efficient. And again, probably just picking up the phone and just saying, oh, you know, this is uh, one more over the place, you know, we'll, you know, and identifying what's breaking down in the efficiency as well. It might be that the work orders are getting lost. They're not being emailed to the right place or... Um, they're not, they're giving unrealistic timeframes, you know, a, a job that's not urgent could be take, you know, you have a, the, the trader could have a two week window to get there rather than the property manager giving them three days to get there. Mm. Um, so yeah, probably identifying what's going wrong and then having a conversation about it and highlighting the importance of the customer service element of what we're doing. Carly, mm. one of the, um, challenges i guess that uh, a lot of trade business owners face well not face but think exists um is the the whole price issue and i guess because really you're a you're a middle person between an owner and a and a service provider and you're trying to coordinate the two and find that middle ground a, a lot of trade businesses are like are oh, they just going to get the cheapest price why would i even bother and I suppose, you know, whether or not that's the case, um, what do you find is the situation there? And, you know, how do you deal with that as sort of that, that person stuck in the middle of those conversations? 
Well, I think nine times out of 10, an owner will go with the cheapest quote. I will be completely honest there. Um, a lot of, and I think a lot of people don't appreciate that our landlords aren't really rich people. Like they think they're these, a lot of them are just mums and dad, mum and dad investors. Uh, mm. They're battling away to pay their mortgages. Um, and maintenance sometimes is something that they haven't saved money for, they haven't put it aside for. So it can um, have a bit of a spiral effect on their their finances and their budgeting and, and that sort of thing. So look, um, I think at the end of the day, everyone wants to get paid for the service that they do. And, um, you know, and, and maybe having that conversation with, um, you know, finding out, I guess, you know, for me, I have to work, I have to do research and find out what average management fees are in my area. It's no point me charging, you know, 15% more than the average because I'm not going to get any, no one's going to come over to me. It doesn't matter what service I do and what I offer. Yep. Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, I'm providing the same service as 15 other real estate agencies in my area. So I think um, as long as tradies are aware of what, you know, the, the average or the market price is for the service that they're providing and, and they're realistic and, and fair about it, uh, I, I, you know, I don't think there's any issues at all. I mean, it's, it's a pretty level playing field, really. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, I feel like the, the trade-off or perhaps the, the balancing factor in that is the stream of work, as you mentioned, I think at the top of the interview where, yes, it might have to be at, uh, you know, average market rates, um, but you're not having to spend money on marketing. You're not having to race around often quoting even. And, you know, we've got clients that literally just get work orders turn up uh, yes. and there's a steady stream of work uh, and it can be a bit of a, a gravy train or a honey pot, as Coxie said. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't have a honey pot in my house, but then I don't have a gravy train either. So I don't know which one of those is, is actually weirder. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think the consistency of work can really be a trade-off there. Absolutely. It is, a, it is really an easy income stream uh, and it's a regular in, income stream. And in small business, sometimes it, that the, you know, the stress of cash flow and the unpredictability of it um, it, it is quite stressful at times. So this is pretty much guaranteed work year in, year out. And some of the trades that we've been working with have been with us uh, for the, the full 11 years. Some have like come and gone. We've done, you know, a couple of jobs with them and they haven't worked out. Um, and then we've moved on to the next one. Um, but generally, if you're doing a good job, you're doing, um, you're getting to the jobs on time, um, you communicate well, um, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I, I think appreciating that work, that that ease of the the, the gravy train, um, goes a long way as well. With with property managers, we have certain trades that will bring in like a big Christmas. I'm not saying, you know, but they will bring in a, a big Christmas hamper for us, for example, just to say thank you. Um, we do appreciate that. You know, there's plenty mm. of other people you could be giving this business to. Um, but thank you very much. We really appreciate um, mm. appreciate that. So that goes a long way, I think, as well, having that gratitude. And it goes both ways as well for us. So This could almost be the builder special again, Warwick. It's very similar, right? Yeah. You know, there, there are um, certain segments of the industry where there are untapped potential in terms of work that can just be handed to you frequently. Uh, whether it be with a property manager, real estate agents, builders, they're there, I guess, taking away a lot of the load for you so that you can just go in and do your job and appreciation goes a very long way. 
Um, you do then draw me to my next question. You have, as you've referenced, some tradies that have been with you for 11 years, the whole time you've been in business. What are they doing so right that keeps you calling them? I think um, the number one thing for me is um, I trust them. Have Trust is so important for me. Um, they are reliable. Um, they're really nice people as well. And, and, they, and like I said, they, they have that, they go above and beyond, I guess, is, you know, if they notice a property is not being kept well or they notice some other maintenance at the property, they'll call and say, do you want me to fix this as well? Uh, you know, developing that good relationship with my with the property managers as well, not just myself as the business owner, but having a good working relationship with the property managers, um, dropping in from time to time, not being just a faceless um, person we send a work order to, dropping in and just, you know, how's everyone going? Um, and even sometimes with, you know, it's good to do that if you're not getting many work orders through. It might be that somebody's got a relationship with a different tradesperson you've kind of fallen off the wayside a little bit. So just reminding us that, hey, I'm still here. Um, I'd love to work with you. I've been really grateful that I've worked with you. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the good, yeah, the right way to go about it. Uh, another question off the back of that, sorry, Warwick, um, is exactly that. So at the top of the episode, we were talking about who we need to speak to and making sure we're speaking to the right people first. So you referenced at that time um, the business owner, the the I don't know the term for the the property manager, the the number one property manager, the head property manager, and maybe the team leader. Should the tradies be taking time to get to know everybody in the team so that there's a face for all of those people? Uh, I think it wouldn't hurt. Uh, sometimes when you have property managers changing over in companies, they like to bring the trades that they've they've worked with previously um, if they've if you know if relationships are not going so well with the existing trades they like to bring over who they've worked with and know has has worked very well so yeah I think it, um, becoming friends or identifying yourself with as many people in the, the real estate business um, is really important it's it's a tricky thing just going back to the comments and i guess you know some people might be listening to this thinking see i told you was they already have their plumber and electrician and painter and lawn mowing guy and you know you you said that you're very happy with a lot of your trades and some have been with you for the whole 11 years um and you also said that some don't work out and you change them over and i guess you know some of the excuses that business owners make is well there's no point contacting the property manager because they'll all already have their trades um is that i guess is that as big an issue as some trade businesses make it out to be is it still worth chatting to you for the just in case um you know in case someone can't do a job i mean do you have situations where uh, i'm asking leading questions here but uh you know where you need someone new or you want to try someone different so generally we have at least three of each uh different trades that work with us we kind of have our preferred or our our emergency contact um, so we would have an electrician a plumber um, as our preferred one and emergency one but you know we've got like I said 600 management so it's impossible for them to do all of that work um, pro, you know in timely manners 
So we have, uh, and then they have holidays and that sort of thing. So we do have at least um, two or three backups for every trades person that we, and we still um, feed them regular work as well to keep them um, in the loop, I guess. Uh, but it is definitely worthwhile. And as we've grown, we've just, we've had to keep, we've, we had our preferred trade and then we've got, you know, all of a sudden we've got another hundred managements and we've got to then add another trade on um, to the business. So I think it's definitely um, important to, to keep touching base, to keep reaching out, um, thinking of different ways to, to, get in with, to get in with the agency, I think. Um, thinking a little bit outside the square, um, you know, like I said, you know, we've, we've had all sorts of creative things over the years um, that people have done to, to sort of get our attention and, and work with us. Um, but I think, yeah, just being a really personable person and, um, you know, ha being transparent and upfront and um, it's definitely, it, it, like I said, it, if you don't, if you don't try, you're never going to, and if you go in with that defeatist attitude, of course, you're not going to get extra business and you know you guys would be the same and, and as I have been if I haven't knocked on certain doors or rung certain people and pestered them and you know had my um been in their ears constant consistently some some clients it's taken me two years to get them across the board um so yeah I, I'm I'm all for you know never giving up mm. and the thing that I've regularly said to trade business owners around that is well go in there and become the number two or the number three person mm. you know like they might have one or two plumbers but hey maybe it's handy for them to have a third person on the books because like you said before you know they might be a really nice person and you go well he or she's a really really great person um we'll keep their details and you just never know you know you want to be there just in case uh and a lot of number one people started out as sort of the third choice, I guess, in terms of yeah, the list of, of trades. Absolutely. Mark <laughs> can I keep going to talk at the same time, which we do all the time. It's really challenging to be in three places at once. Um, I'm interested. So we've, we've covered off what your really top people do consistently and do well. What to the people you've had to let go? What have they done wrong? What should we really avoid at all costs? Uh, okay. Um, I think not, not doing the job properly, um, not following the instructions on, on a work order. So that might be to, the work order might've said to quote, but they've actually gone ahead and done the job, which creates a nightmare for us down the track with our owners. Um, not probably having a sort of a relationship with, with somebody as well. Um, probably the, the top things that um, would sort of deter us from continuing on working with somebody. Um, yeah, they would be probably the top three things, I would mm. say. And where those issues lie, um, is it just an automatic no, even if they're one of your, let's say it's num one of your number ones, they've created an issue for you. Is it something that and I'm asking you to speak generally so that maybe that's actually pretty hard to do, but is it generally just, that's it, we cut it off or are there, is there a, the availability for a conversation around that so they can improve that? Um, should tradies be seeking feedback? Maybe that's the real question. Should they be coming to you and asking for some feedback on how they're performing? Are they living up to the expectations? Is there something better they can do? 
Absolutely. I think we all need feedback every now and then. So I think, yeah, seeking out that why am I not getting work? Like I said, if you're not getting any work, drop in and say, hey, guys, I just noticed that uh, the work orders have dried up at the moment. Is everything okay? Is there any issues with anything that I've done? Uh, and then, you know, at least if they say no, we're just really quiet. All the maintenance is, um, everything's going well at the moment. Um, we don't, we, yeah, we just haven't needed to use you in a while. Then you can kind of go, okay, well, let's, let's move on and, and focus on something else now. Maybe I need to bring in a bit more business now. Mm. Uh, but I think, yeah, definitely having that ability to communicate um, is really important. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody froze. <laughs> I know. My, it's windy here in uh, Taswija today, so the internet signal is getting blown uh, around all over the place. Kylie, um, as far as uh, you know, your business and everything goes. I mean, what's next? You, you've gone from sports journalism to, you know, property management uh, magnate, and moving into, I guess, I guess we'd call it coaching and mentoring. Um, where to next? Like what's, what's next in the, in the empire? Uh, good question. And I'm kind of winging it at the moment. I'm just, <laughs> um, in property management, there's just such a high turnover of property managers, <clears throat> a lot of job dissatisfaction. So, and I've had a lot of property managers come through my door, um, unhappy and miserable. And I just kind of feel like the, there's, there's room in this industry for, for somebody to, uh, make the job easier for them. It, it's at the end of the day, it's not rocket science. It shouldn't be as hard as what it is. It's customer service, mm. and um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I really feel like there's somebody needs to help make it a little bit better and easier, and um, and be that voice for them, I guess, um, and and coach them and train them or mentor whatever. Yeah, it, it's. I'm not really sure. I've I've written a couple of eBooks and. I've got a blog post happening and I'm in the middle of creating a few courses, a few online training courses. So yeah, I think 2021 will be um, interesting to see where it goes. So watch this space. Yeah. Maybe. Be interesting for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, I actually want to just grab hold of something you said there about the burnout and the dissatisfaction amongst property managers. What's um, maybe it's an obvious answer, but uh what do you think is is sort of behind that turnover and uh, and burnout and dissatisfaction amongst property managers? Mm. Well, there's a couple of things. I think a lot of a lot of it comes down to the agencies not being set up with systems and procedures, and not not having those efficiencies in place. Like I said, having a trading manual. Um, that mm. saves our property managers, you know, forgetting about a maintenance because they're waiting for the quotes to come back. Uh, and, you know, sometimes only two out of the three quotes you'll come back. And then, the you know, the, that, that particular one maintenance issue is sitting there for four to, four to six weeks. So in that time, the owner's probably emailed you six times, what's going on, what's going on. The tenant's probably called irate at least three times in that six-week period. So that fosters then this negativity that the property managers have to constantly deal with. They're getting irate owners, irate tenants, um, you know, it's an every, and that could be, you know, imagine the amount of maintenance in, in one sort of week that they're dealing with. Mm. Uh, that's a lot of negativity for somebody to, to be dealing with. So um, I think, yeah, a lot of, a lot of its agencies and a lot of it also is the property managers. A lot of them, there's no training. There's not a lot of real training. You kind of thrown in the deep end. 
which back in the day we all would have been as well. But um, but there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being thrown in the deep end when you're managing people's you know 300 million to million dollar investment properties. Um, there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of room for errors and, and mistakes there. Um, so there's, that creates, I think, a bit of stress and anxiety for property managers as well. So yeah, lack of training is definitely another issue that, that contributes to the burnout and the stress. Mm. And, and I think they're fantastic points for tradies or trade business owners to remember when they're chasing work from property managers is, you know, they don't just sit in this nice air conditioned office eating Tim Tams and, and sipping cups of coffee, you know, it's, it's a, it's a freaking big job. And um, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of stress and a lot of moving parts, you know, there's lots of parties to coordinate. So I think uh, again, one of the things that we talk to our community about is find ways to actually solve those problems for your property manager and, you know, they're going to have a chat to you. They're going to want to hear what you've got to say. You know, if you, if you've got a trade business, if you've got some epic systems with job dispatch and quality reporting and all that sort of stuff, that's surely going to, you know, stand them in good stead with, with uh, a property manager. Absolutely. And just touching on what you just said then, uh, and I think somebody mentioned earlier about photos as well, sending through photos and, and any value add on stuff like that reports mm. that we can, we can send through to the owners. If you are sent out to, to quote, um, send a report with that quote so that we can then get the job over. We, it makes it easy for us to go to get the job over the line with the client. Sometimes a client will say, you know, well, what, what actually needs to be done? What's, what are they doing in that for that yeah. price? Um, what's the issue? And we'll, then we have to, you know, chase, chase somebody to find out what it is. But yeah, providing that extra, you, you hit the nail on the head there, providing that extra value and add on stuff and you know a couple of bottles of wine a year would also go down really well with most property managers <laughs> I've, I've heard of uh maintenance guys dropping in pastries and all sorts of stuff and getting some great results from that so uh absolutely food and alcohol are, are two fantastic things to use there absolutely no, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely doing it. you know, they don't get thank, thanks a lot as property managers. Um, mm. No one ever calls them up and says, Hey, you guys have done a great job. Thank you for fixing that maintenance for me. Thank yeah. you for getting an extra $5 increase on that um, rent for me. Uh, it's just everyone only calls and messages when they've got issues. So yeah, it is yeah. unfortunately a bit of a negative um negative business. So yeah, a, a tradie with a, that can provide a breath of fresh air. Uh, in that negativity um, will be welcome in most property management offices, I would imagine. Be a great way to get a foot in the door. Yes. There's probably a bunch of husbands that could apply that with uh, their marriages or, or relationships <laughs> as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> alcohol, there you go. <laughs> I, I outsource all of our maintenance at home. Don't worry. <laughs> I bet. I bet. It's the last yeah. thing to deal with. <laughs> So Kylie, uh, you got a thousand tradies in a room, or, or we'll, we'll make this, you know, more specific. Trade business owners, you got a thousand trade business owners in a room. What's one piece of advice you'd like to leave them with? Make sure that you are grateful. I guess is probably the big thing. Be grateful for that um, relationship and that income stream, um, and make sure you meet the right person in the business mm. probably that is that is key to getting the business in the first place so mm. 
that's a fantastic yeah. piece of advice. That's that's mm-hmm. like universal across all marketing and sales. I reckon. Yes. Meet the right person. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Um, if our listeners want to stalk you, Kylie, not personally, you don't have to give any of that out, but, uh, if they want to check out your business or businesses, um, what's the best places for them to find you? Uh, I think property.com.au is our real estate agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, that property mum.com.au, uh, or obviously on, we're on social media, Facebook, Insta, um, or LinkedIn as well. That's becoming a bit of a popular place for people mm, yeah. to connect. So yeah, um, especially so it, yeah, professional too. Sorry, um, you know that yeah. professional connection. It's an excellent way to do that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like we're a little, always there. Little hint at the end. Yeah, and look, happy to offer any advice if anyone wants to reach out as well and and have a chat further. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic, Kylie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, that was really insightful. I know our tradies will take a lot out of that. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Kylie. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.